Hi, I'm Jonathan Pennington, and this is the Human Flourishing Podcast. This podcast is a repository of a wide variety of sermons, lectures, interviews, and other resources that I've recorded over the years. Today's episode is part of the devotional series on the Sermon on the Mount I taught for Sojourn East. All right, welcome to our first section in the Sermon on the Mount. We're going to start with Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 to 12. And, and I thought uh, as important or more important than me talking about it, I thought it would be good to actually just read these texts and let you listen to it first. So let me start. I'll be reading from the NIV if you want to follow along. Matthew 5, 1 to 12. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. And his disciples came to him and he began to teach them. And he opened his mouth and he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I don't know if there's any more famous set of verses in the world than that. Maybe John 3.16, but actually in the history of the church, these verses are probably the most famous. And we call them the Beatitudes. And as I was saying in the introduction, which if you didn't watch, I encourage you to go back to and watch. Jesus is presenting a way of seeing and being in the world. He's inviting us to discipleship. And Jesus is really being presented here as a wisdom teacher, as a, as a one who is receiving revelation from God and giving the true wisdom that will give us life. And how do I know that? Well, it's because in the ancient world, and really today as well, there's really one question that is on all of our hearts. And sometimes we acknowledge it, and sometimes we aren't aware of it, or we don't want to say that that's really what we care about. But the reality is there's one question that really drives all of humanity, and that is, how can I find true happiness? How can I find true flourishing or true or, or true meaningfulness in life? What, because without that, we know that life is not worth living. Now, that doesn't mean that that everything we do is just for hedonistic pleasure. In fact, that's exactly what the philosophers in the ancient world, including great wisdom teachers like Jesus, that's exactly what they were aware of, that everyone is driven by the question of what does it mean to be truly happy? How do you experience true human flourishing? That's what's natural in all of us. But the problem is if you only live for temporary pleasures, like what our word happy kind of means now, which is kind of a shallow word today. If you only live for that, and if you orient your life just trying to go from pleasure to pleasure, you'll actually never be truly happy. You'll never find true life. And what's fascinating about this is that right at the beginning of Jesus' first teaching in the New Testament, this is the first teaching block in the New Testament, Jesus is not ashamed or afraid of that question of happiness. And he gives, you you heard it in the repetition, he gives nine answers to what it means to be happy. 
right in the beginning, the very first teaching, describing what, what repentance for the kingdom of heaven looks like. He addresses nine aphorisms, we call them, or short little sayings, or macarisms is the technical term, a short little saying about what true happiness is. Now, you, you heard me read in the NIV translation and most translations the word blessed, and that's, it's an okay translation. It's as, actually almost as well as we can do in English, but unfortunately, it can maybe cloud a little bit what is really going on here in this this sort of teaching, Jesus is talking about what is the true state of blessedness or true happiness or flourishing, or in Hebrew, it'd be shalom. What is the place of peace and deep satisfaction that only comes from God? That's what he's talking about. And what's shocking about them? And again, we, we don't have, uh, we, we won't take the time, I should say, to go through each of them in detail. Um, that, that could, you know, spend a lot, a lot of time on that. But to take them as a whole, what's really remarkable about them is that they are crazy. Basically, what Jesus says here is completely counterintuitive to what you and I will naturally think is true happiness. He says, happy or flourishing or blessed are the poor in spirit, meaning actually there's a, a sense of poverty, there's a sense of brokenness, there's a sense of loss, there's a sense of, of need even. Flourishing or happy or blessed are those who mourn, those who are, are longing for, for God to come and, and, and set the world to right. They see the brokenness of the world and they see the brokenness in their lives and the suffering in our lives. And, and he's saying that's actually the state of happiness. Flourishing or blessed or happy are the meek, Again, that might sound good initially, but if you think about it, this means that you're taking the low place. You are, you are not getting the honor probably that you deserve. You're, you're not looking out for yourself. You're not recognized as one of the great ones. You're meek. And flourishing or happy or blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Again, this sounds positive at first, but really this means that you are, you feel the lack and the hunger and the thirst, the need for God to come and set the world to right. And we could go through all of them. Merciful, pure in heart's the only one that's potentially anyway positive. Peacemakers. And if you, if you haven't gotten the negative part of it yet, he says in verse 10, the eighth beatitude, blessed or happy or flourishing are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. And then if you didn't get it, he expands it in the next two verses. I'd say again to you, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of things about you. Rejoice, he says in this moment. So the crazy thing about this is that Jesus is not ashamed to talk about what true happiness is in the kingdom of heaven, but how he defines it is completely unexpected. He's inviting us to learn to take his yoke upon us, to learn to see and be in the world in a way that's very different than what we naturally expect. Jesus is all for happiness and joy and pleasure. There's no doubt. He was a man who loved people and people loved him. But what he's saying is the only way to find true happiness is not to live from pleasure to pleasure, trying to, to find one more thing to satisfy that itch of need for pleasure. But he's saying to reorient our lives and our hearts and our habits towards God's coming kingdom. And the people that do that are looking up to God and looking to others in love. They're merciful and peacemakers. They're longing for God to come and restore things to right. And he's saying, ironically, unexpectedly, that that is the true way of happiness. Thank you for listening to the Human Flourishing Podcast. To learn more or get in touch with me, visit my website, jonathanpennington.com.